Hey, Makia, how are you? Good morning. I'm doing good. How are you doing? I am doing doing great. great. I'm so excited to have you today on Truth and Testimony. How's your day going? It's going good so far. Just been, you know, anticipating this interview, this podcast, honestly, since we first talked. Right. I was so excited to find out that you wanted to join me. I was just like, yes, you want to come on. You want to talk about your mission. You want to talk about your time all for it so speaking of your testimony and the mission that you're on to inspire and change people's lives tell me a little bit about it so the sole purpose of our mission is just to raise awareness for suicide and mental health and our ultimate goal is to raise enough funds to sponsor at least one two it doesn't mean it really matter it just depends on the funds that we make it's just to send an individual to therapy and get them the help that they need And that is just honestly our ultimate goal. We want to start having fundraisers, like kickball games, softball games, like just anything to raise awareness and money just to help others around the community and around the world, honestly. I love it. I love it. And it's called I Am The Storm, correct? Yes, ma'am. Okay, perfect. So you got to show them the t-shirt. Will you show them the t-shirt? What does it say? The devil whispered in my ear and told me I'm not strong enough to withstand the storm. Today, I whispered in the devil's ear, I am the storm, suicide awareness prevention. And we will have shirts available coming within the next three months. I will keep everybody informed as far as the merchandise goes. I love it. I love it. Okay, so now we're going to go ahead and get into the testimony part, because obviously everybody knows what the mission is, what you're going after. So tell us a little bit about what inspired you to start I Am The Storm. When I was 20 years old, I found myself sitting on my bedroom floor trying to take my own life. And it was because I didn't understand myself, the world, and everything around me. I just felt like I was suffocating and that I didn't have a purpose in this world and that the world would be better off without me taking up space. I let everything that people around me told me finally catch up to me. And I started believing that I was stupid and worthless. So I felt like I would be doing myself a favor and the world a favor by just taking myself off earth. So I tried to take my own life, but instead I was saved by the world, the same word that I was ready to give up on. So I just found myself and I decided I want to make my mission to save the world the same way the world saved me that day. I was saved by a stranger. I wasn't saved by nobody that I loved. Nobody that I talked to on a daily, I was saved by a stranger that I've never met or knew a day in my life. And if I can be that stranger for the next person, I want to be that stranger. And hopefully one day we'll become family because I know for me, I haven't forgot the person who saved my life. We haven't talked since that day. I don't know what happened to that person to this day. I consider that person an angel. So honestly, my ultimate goal is just to be the angel to those surrounding me and that feels alone. And that's just how this organization started. Just me honestly trying to take my own life and I'm gonna be 25 this year. So I've been strong for five years now. So young, so young. Okay, I love it. So somebody you didn't know changed your life. So before we actually jump into the power of what it is when you are introduced to different people, right, that you may not know, I always tell people that 
when you meet somebody, it's either for you to teach them something or for them to teach you something, right? So before we go into that part, I'd like to know if you don't mind me asking, what what was it that caused you to get to a point where you wanted to take your own life? I just felt like everything that I love was always stripped away from me. And I didn't trust anything around me. And I honestly didn't feel cared about or loved. And it just made me realize maybe the things that they were saying to me was the truth all along. And they've been showing me the truth. And I was just blinded by the fact that I wanted to love them. And that's what led me up to that purpose, like that point, like between my mother, I like, I have two different mothers. That's a whole different situation, but that is the ultimate thing that led me to sit there that day and try to take my life because I didn't understand how a woman who birthed me couldn't love me. If the woman who birthed me can't love me, how can a world? I was wrong, but that was what honestly put me there that day. All the words that came out of my mother's mouth to me, it just started to take a toll on me. And it was like everybody who I did confide in, they were taken away. My grandfather, he died. My brother, he went to prison for life. And my sister, she went out to the military. And it was just, I felt like I was in a circle in a bubble by myself screaming, but the bubble kept it inside to where the world, my mom or nobody could hear me. And then I just honestly realized they didn't want to hear me. So that is what honestly just led me to the path. Like I felt so alone. I just felt cold on the inside. And I just, I just didn't want to feel that anymore, honestly. Right. Yeah. And I imagine that it's such a strong pain when the people that gave you life to come into this world don't love you the way that you need to be loved. And I, I believe that that's a huge effect, not just for you mentally, but physically, emotionally. And then on top of that, having, you know, your siblings not around to at the same time to be able to be there for you and be that solid rock. So I, I totally understand. And I think a lot of people can relate to the loss and to the emptiness of not having who you think or who comes from your bloodline being those you can trust and love to be there for you. So so you got to a point where you felt like you were all alone. So in the midst of you feeling all alone, what were some of the things that you were trying to do before you met the person who actually helped you to, to realize that your life is precious and that you should not give up? What were some of the things that you were trying maybe to do on your own to try to, to, to fix that? Before that day, I would say I just kept working. I would do a lot of writing. Like I would write movies, I would write books, like I would do anything to keep my mind from reality. I would escape into a dream world. And I created that world when I was 12. So it was like, I had become so good at it. It just seemed like a second nature to me. It just felt like home. I now realize it was the wrong thing to do, but it created the person who I am today. And that is honestly what got me from the age of 12 to 20, just writing and escaping my reality. Okay. So you were able to kind of give yourself um, moments of being able to express yourself like on with writing down what you were feeling. So that's what was slowly but surely keeping you 
to move on to the next day, to be able to live life in the next day and the next day. Um, and if you don't mind me asking too, because I really like to get to the core of what other things you're doing or what's going on as you're going through such a hard time, other than writing, was there ever a time where you felt also to like maybe consume yourself in other things that maybe weren't good for you? You know, it's always a good to, to kind of elaborate on that because as human beings, right, we, we, we're just trying to fill that void. So whether it's good or bad, no judgment, but if you can let me know. I'm glad you asked that question again, because I understand it better now that you asked it the second time. Yes, I consumed myself with alcohol and drugs. Like, I would wake up in the morning, fix a cup. Like, I got to the point where I would mix so much liquor and didn't get drunk or hung over. And it's like, I'm 20. I'm not even 21 legal to drink yet. But at this point, I've probably been drinking for five years. And it got to the point where I was drinking at family functions. Like it wasn't no hidden drinking. Like I was 18 drinking around my aunties and uncles. And it's like, I don't know how y'all see this as okay. I'm just 18 drinking like y'all and y'all are 40. Like y'all should have seen the signs already. But it just got from the point where like, okay, I was drinking so much. It's like, okay, now I'm going to try doing drugs. So I started smoking marijuana very heavy. And like it, both of them would honestly just take up my time. Like it made it easier to cope with everything that was going on. Because when you drunk, it's just like the love you feel inside of you takes over the anger. And it's like, you just want to tell everybody, Hey, I love you. I love you. So it was like the way the liquor and the drugs made me feel was different than the way I was truly feeling. So that's why I just wanted to consume it more and more and more just to hide the pain and stuff that was inside. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, I feel like just every human being goes through that, whether it's good or bad, you know, we try to do our, whether it's writing, whether it's exercising, you know, things like that to try to get our mind off of of our problems to ease, you know, but then here comes the easing the pain and the easing the pain usually comes with something like alcohol with drugs with maybe being addicted to something else with maybe getting involved in things that you shouldn't get involved in. And it's just because you're trying to fill again, not just fill again, physically, mentally, emotionally, but you're trying to fill that space where you feel so dark and alone and empty and you feel like nobody can hear you or see you. You know, it's kind of like we talked about, you go numb, you, you, you go numb when you're going through a storm of life. Right. Um, and one of the things I always tell people is numb to me is never underestimate my behavior. And like you said, a lot of people didn't realize what you were going through. They thought it was, you know, it's normal. You're drinking, you're hanging out, you know, we see you all the time. Makia, you're smiling. Maybe you're not smiling all the time, but I mean, life is life. You know, what's the big deal? Everybody goes through that, but it is a huge deal because like you said, you got to a point where enough was enough. And it was like, you, you saw nothing to live for. And it was because nobody saw you at the same time. And that's, and that's a deep and dark hurt and pain. So tell me what, what was the turnaround moment for you? What, when did that person come into your life? What happened that changed it all? She came into my life the day that I tried to take it. Literally, mm-hmm. probably 10, 15 minutes right after. And I bumped into her on accident because 
when I was trying to take my life, I felt like I wasn't going to be successful. So I decided to go outside my house and look for someone who would take my life. And along that walk, I bumped into a nursing home. And when I walked into the nursing home, I met Kat Murphy. And she just asked me a question. And her question was, why am I here? And she asked that I would say four to five times. And that's when I realized she wasn't asking me why I was in the nursing home. She was asking me, why was I here on this earth? And the way I felt like the words, like they, how they just stung my heart, I just knew it wasn't no random question. So after I walked out the nursing home, I asked myself that question for the next three hours, just walking around the city, why am I here crying? And I finally got to the point that I realized my purpose for being here is to help those in the world just like me. I went through everything I went through and made it through it because one day my voice is going to be the voice that saves another's life. So I'm okay with going through everything that I've went through as long as I know in the end, I kept others from going through what I went through. I know I'm strong enough to take it, but I can't guarantee that the next person will. So I want to stop it before it's too late, if that is possible. You gave me chills. Oh, my goodness. The fact that you ran into somebody and she just asked you that you thought for a second, like, well, you know, what do you mean? What am I here? And then the fact that you realized it was a calling upon your life to really ask you to make you think, you know, to let you know there's a reason why you're here. You have a purpose to fulfill you are still alive for a reason despite everything that you've been through you know and sometimes I feel like we don't think about that because we think we're just another number on this earth but I truly believe that God has created every single person and it has instilled a gift inside of them to use in this world to inspire and change people's lives and it's bigger than us, you know, it's, it's, it's way bigger than, okay, I'm just here in this moment trying to save what I'm going through and save myself from all this turmoil. But like you said, if you, if you were, if you were able to go through something like that in order to then come out of it to save somebody else's life, that's powerful because now it's like you've gone through everything, not for no reason. You got through it for every reason in the world, and that's to save other people's lives. And that's huge. So when you were walking and you asked yourself, why am I here? Why am I here? What was the, the pivoting moment of you, like an epiphany, realizing why you were here? What came to your mind? Honestly, I would say nothing came to my mind as soon as I walked out the door, not even on the walk. Like, I cried the whole time because I still, even for three hours, couldn't figure out my purpose. My purpose honestly came, I was sitting on the couch watching the movie Fruitvale Station. Not sure if you ever seen it, but uh -huh. I was just sitting there. And then next thing you know, my whole life literally flashed before my eyes. I know some people say they have that when they're on the line of death and life, but it was like, I'm literally sitting here on my couch, just watching a movie and my life flashed before my eyes. And I just started to cry. And right then and there, I realized that my purpose was to make a difference and to be a voice. And it's like, I seen that moment when he was getting killed at the train station. And it was like his, name lives on forever 
just because of what he's been through in his life and what we're able to see. He left an everlasting impression. His name will forever live on, no matter if he's gone or not. And I told myself, that's the person I want to be. The day that I leave this earth, I need to know that my name is still on it, making a difference. And that is the honest moment. That that was my pivotal moment for me just sitting there watching a movie on Netflix. Wow, that's powerful. And so you realized in that moment, you felt all that emotion, all that heartache, all that pain, everything that you've been through mentally, physically, emotionally was not, it wasn't for anything, like nothing. In other words, it was for everything because everything started to become about everybody else. And so now you're on a mission to be that storm, to take on the world, to be able to speak to others and save their lives before they end them. Yes, ma'am. Am I right? <laughs> yes, ma'am. That is the goal. Oh, my goodness. You know what's so funny is I remember one time um, I was, you know, reminiscing on my testimony and things I've been through. Um, for those who are listening or maybe new, um, you guys got to go hear the other podcast episodes. It talks about my testimony as well. But I remember having a moment of just like you where I was crying like crazy because I had to relive all the details. I had to relive everything that I was going through, you know, and, and you don't want to do that. Once you get over the heartache, once you get over the pain and the trauma, and you get to a place where you're finally like, oh, I can breathe again. You don't want to relive it. You know, you, you kind of got to step into it at ease. But I remember thinking just like you, if I went through this, not, you know, as much as it hurt as much as it was painful, but if I went through it in order to be able to use it to inspire and change somebody else's life, let alone save their life, then it's worth it. It's, Amen. it's, it's worth it, you know? And I think that's, that's the most powerful thing. That's another reason why God sent down Jesus in the form of a human being. Cause if you think about it, Jesus went through everything that every human being's ever been through and is still going through, you know, as human form. And so it's like, if he was willing to do that and go through it, and then he was like, okay, God, I, you know, I die on the cross for your people as your son, as long as it takes away the penalty of death from them and gives them a choice to keep living and a choice to keep living, whether for me or not. You know, that's powerful because, yeah. <laughs> you know, I was trying not to smile while you was talking, but it's just like, you're just you're giving me chills over here. It's just. I never put it in those terms, but listening to you say it, it seems like I'm actually recreating and doing the same exact thing. And it seems like you're recreating and doing the same exact thing as well. And it's just so beautiful. Long after his creation, he still has people who came after him and is trying to fulfill his shoes and do the same exact thing, which is I'm putting my life on the line to make sure that you don't have to and to save your life. And I think that is a beautiful thing that's right. traveled through centuries. Yep, exactly. And and you're living in your purpose at the same time, living in your purpose. And like you said, when you continue to do this mission, I am the storm, and you continue to see the lives that you change and it not just be for, for them, but for the glory of God, and you just continue to move forward, you are going to be filled with this abundance of joy and this abundance of life that everything you were, ever went through was worth it. 
And it's crazy, right? Is it crazy to think that? Because you remember all the times you cried and all the times you were mad and all the times you were like, God, why? Like, I don't understand. This isn't fair. And, you know, I tell people that all the time. It's okay to question God. It's okay to get mad once in a while and ask him, like, why, God? Like, I don't understand. Like, this isn't fair. This is not right. There's nothing wrong with that. I feel like we need to stop acting like we can't have emotions when it comes to life, whether we're with God right now as far as following him or whether we're not regardless because I feel like everybody has a testimony it's just about using it the way that we're meant to use it and how he's calling us to do so and I'm so happy that you are here I'm so happy that you decided to live life stay alive and the fact that you are on a mission to do that for other people Makia you are going to be a huge blessing thank you a huge blessing and I'm so glad you joined that. us. Yeah. And so what was it that she asked you one more time? Why am I here? So tell us why you here. I'm here to change the lives of others until my time is up. That's all I can do. And knowing that I did something for this world while I was here, honestly. And that's the only goal. And that's the only mission is to leave something behind. Amen. I love it. Well, I'm well, glad you joined us with for everybody who's listening. I hope you guys enjoy this podcast. Um, she is I am the storm. I'm going to go ahead and put her if she allows me to her picture and a testimonial on our website and her website so you guys can follow her. You guys can go check out her merchandise. You guys can be part of this movement that she is clearly blessed with and that she Uh, went through her sacrifices for and she is out there to go ahead and inspire and change people's lives do you want to say any last words at all makia yes ma'am if y'all could please follow me on instagram at tg1xmpg my dms my email and my phone number is attached to my account anybody out there in the world that feels as though they need someone's shoulder to lean on i have two shoulders inbox me text me email me I'm open 24-7. I don't close for you guys. I promise you that. We are the storm and we're going to get through this. We're a family. Amen. I love it. Well, thank you so much. Um, We're looking forward to seeing you again. This is not the last time I'm going to have you on my podcast because, of course, I know you're going to be doing amazing things and God's going to be opening doors for you. So I can't wait for us to be a part of it. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Make sure you guys tune in for the next podcast episode and subscribe. And if you'd like to be a guest, please make sure to email me at mytruthandtestimony.com. And you guys definitely can check out the website. Much love.